reporting live for the BBC. I am Carl. I am joined with newcomer Ted in Philadelphia. How are we, Ted? Oh, we're great today. Got off of work and ready to podcast. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do in these trying times? I work in uh, the aerospace industry and I do material buying. Tell us more. Uh, yeah, some, sometimes it gets a little uh, secret. So from what I can say, it's a defense company. And I buy all types of materials across different commodities. Understood. I got it. Sounds fulfilling uh, and important. Thank you for joining us today, Ted, out in Philly. We're also joined with Ian out in Lancaster. Ian, tell us a little bit about how you're doing. I'm doing fine. I got this new microphone right here that I'm real excited about. More like the 10 Club. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's about how I'm doing. <laughs> And uh, your Zoom name is Jensen and Jensen. Is that off of the uh, COVID shot? I guess, yeah. I, w- I was looking at the, the list of people in this video just now trying to come up with something funny, and that was the best I could do. So I was thinking if we ever do an anti-hero or Vans video, I think my name in that's going to be Chris Pfizer for Chris Fanner. <laughs> Same spelling, I think, with the two letters. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. That'll work. And uh, fan favorite, Brian, whose uh, Zoom name is Sylvester Torkelton. <laughs> How are we doing in Chicago, Brian? I'm good out here. I, I want to know, where are these fans at? They're listening in. <laughs> They're everywhere, man. I appreciate every single three of you. <laughs> we appreciate you, Brian. We, we truly do. Of course, we brought everybody here today to chat about the Isle Vaz video. And we're gonna hop into our experiences with Isle. I'll actually start with this one. I started to get interested in the brand when I was working at the skate shop Nocturnal in Philly. Whenever the brand started, it might've been 2013 or 2014. And I felt as if since Blueprint had finished, this was a nice brand to really latch into and become invested in and just see where the brand goes. I like the minimal designs of the graphics and have had probably four boards or so from Isle. Uh, Ted, what about you? Experiences with Isle or the Vaz video? So as far as the video, I think this was my second and third time watching it before being on this. I only watched it once just randomly like after it came out like way after it came out and i've always been like pretty neutral with isle i think i had one of their boards randomly and they were like out of all the like brands that were under theories they were never really like the one for me i always liked the team and all that but it was just like their boards never really were like my first choice on the wall when there were like other things to go to usually And you used to work at a skate shop too. Do you want to talk a little bit about if Isle was talked about there or what that experience might have been like with any Isle products that came in? Yeah. uh, When I worked at Exit, I I don't know if we ever got Isle, to be honest. Like we definitely had a theories account, but I think we were, so we were probably always getting Polar, always getting Hops, like maybe some Magenta. 
And I think like the only circumstances if we ever even got aisle boards is if like something was substituted in. That's pretty interesting that Magenta got more love than aisle, but I think Magenta has been around for a lot longer. So I kind of understand that. Um, Ian, any experience with aisle or the Vaz video? Outside of seeing it when it came out, no. This was my second time watching it, and I've never had a, a board or a hat or a bearing, whatever they make. Any interest to buy up now that you've seen the video maybe once or twice? Uh, maybe a little more after re-watching the video. It was a cool video, but not something we have in skate shops around here, that's for sure. Got it. Do you think it could fit into the Lancaster skate scene and aisle and uh, Theory's brand? Sure. I'll, I'll talk to my people. You talk to the, the aisle people, see what we can get going. All right. We'll see what we can do. Brian, tell us a little bit about your experiences with aisle skateboards and the Vaz video from 2015. I don't think I've ever even seen an aisle board in real life. Uh, at least nothing around this area or in any of the shops. I did buy the video, uh, picked it up from Uprise shortly after it came out. I think just based off of praise that it had gotten on the old message boards. Watched it, I believe once, and then uh, didn't watch it again until this week. Why do you think that is? Uh, that would have been right around the time I was getting really back into skating more. Uh, I ruptured my Achilles a few years previously and that had finally been recovered enough where I could skate a bunch. So I was doing exactly that. Uh, did you feel as if this was a good video to chime back in with? Do you feel as if this was a good pick for me to say we want to watch and chat about the Isle Vaz video? I feel like once a year for the past three years, I've been saying I really want to rewatch this one. So yeah, thank you, Carl. Okay, hopefully... Uh... It gets your approval. The video came out in 2015 and ends at a running time of 30 minutes and 31 seconds, according to the back cover disc or um, packaging. It's kind of interesting. Um, so, Brian, we know you have a physical copy of the video. Ian and Ted, do you have a physical copy of Isle of Oz? I don't. Neither do I. Okay. I'm lucky enough to, I actually uh, took this from the skate shop when I was working there. I think shout out to Luke. Luke used to manage the skate shop. I think he opened it as a shop copy and then I wanted to watch it and I didn't see anyone else really um, wanting to watch it. So I think I just took it home and never took it back. So shout out Luke. Thank you for that. Normally, our official sponsor, The Secret Tape, would have copies of this in. You can find them at thesecrettape.com and The Secret Tape on Instagram. Um, I don't know how much the video is worth, but shoot The Secret Tape a DM, and I'm sure that they'll be able to help you out and help you get a copy. This is a good one. I'll uh, dive right into it again. We're talking about Isle Vaz video from 2015. This video was made from uh, Jacob Harris, 
featuring the likes of Chris Jones, John Nguyen, Nick Jensen, Paul Shire, Sylvan Tognelli, and Tom Knox. Hopefully I didn't uh, have any mispronunciations on those names, but they're awesome people in there. Uh, let's dive right into the video. I love the intro. As you head into the vase, the camera pushes you into the vase itself. I uh, made a note that there was an interesting approach with the art B-roll that they took, where I feel as if they filmed something and then mirrored it and then called it a day. Did you guys pick up on that uh, B-roll at all? No, I'll have to try and catch that on a rewatch. Uh, I found it hard to pay attention to it, to be quite honest. Because hmm. it was something you weren't a fan of or just was looking past it? It wasn't a conscious effort. I just noticed on two out of the three rewatches that I didn't even make it to the first part before I'd already started looking away. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I uh, like the intro for the minimal titles, just the initials in the balloons really stick with me, even though there is text in there. Um, we see an NJ set of balloons in a laundrette. Uh, Ian, any experience using a laundromat or laundrette as we see here in the Vaz video intro? Yeah, you did remind me. I want to give a major shout out to our unofficial sponsor, Festiva Laundry, right up the street from me here on Columbia Avenue. Uh, they got like these cards you can put money on. Uh, you don't have to carry cash every time you go there unless you're putting more money on the card, of course. Uh, friendly people, friendly environment. They got a dope ass snack machine. They have two slots for almond joys i like the fact that they even have almond joys in the first place i think is phenomenal but there <laughs> are two individual slots for them fuck it doesn't get any better than that boys so festiva laundry check them out yeah find them on the google map how do you think they would feel if you approached them and asked to film an intro to a skate video in their uh place of establishment negatively why is that? I don't know. It's a busy place. They got shit going on there. They don't want people fucking around with skateboards and cameras in there. Yeah, I wonder what the procedure was to get some of these intros done in the uh, places of business. If they emailed them or just popped in with these balloons and hope that nobody was around. I kind of imagine they robbed ear decked it, just busted in, got the trick and left. Or they got a permit and then had the place shut down for the day so they could film balloons in there. <laughs> Is that what Deer Duck did? Uh, they had a permit when they did that one DC commercial with him running and the girls and the security guard. There must have been a permit for that. Oh, I was thinking of he does a line through like a fast food restaurant. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. I didn't research it while watching Isle Vase. But maybe ne before I watch a video next time, I'll make sure I watch that Rob Deerdeck clip as well. I can't remember exactly what happens. Yeah. Brian or Ted, do you know what Rob Deerdeck clip Ian's talking about? I'm on it, boys. I'll find it. Yeah, find that for sure. Um, I like the good use of train commuting. Don't they call that the tube? Is that the proper way that they refer to their public trans? Yeah, I think it is. Subway? Okay. The tube. Yeah, I like that. Um it made me think about American skating and maybe what would be in like, I don't know. I kind of thought a lot about Baker three when I was watching this, not going to lie. And I uh, realized that something I like about London skating is that you never see them boasting about a flashy car. 
they're usually taking public transit or just skating around, which I kind of like. Did you guys catch that vibe at all? Not much flashiness. Quite a yeah. humble folk. I'm with it. I like that. Um, did you happen to notice a typo on appearing? On this little, what, I don't know, it kind of looks like a plate that you would do cocaine off of. So it's, it's just a bunch of black and white spots on it. And it says appearing in, but it, it's with uh, two R's. It's there if you need to find it. You sure you guys watched this two or three times? <laughs> you guys didn't catch that? <laughs> I even made a note that they used the phrase appearing in because that makes me nervous. If I if I see the phrase directed by or appearing in in the titles of escape video, I've got my guard up. Why is that? Because your your chance of pretension is about 70 to 80%. Okay. I think I understand. I feel um, that Brian. Yeah. Hmm. Also, I didn't find anything about that Rob Deerdeck line, but did you guys know Big Black from, from that show's dead? Yeah, it's been years, man. I did not know that until just now. For some reason, that popped up when I typed in Rob Deerdeck skating through a restaurant. Hmm. I'll have to do more research on that. I might be mixing that up with like that scene in the ice cream video where TK's doing a rap battle with some random dude in the line. I don't know. Sorry Another if video. I, I just bet everyone a falsity. Yeah, another video we should consider uh, reviewing the ice cream video. Maybe one day. We don't have to do that. <laughs> we'll see. A uh, few more notes I have for the intro. We see Casper getting a haircut. Um, have either of you or any of you given a friend a haircut before? I could not be trusted for that. <laughs> Why, <are you> shaky? <laughs> yeah. You see Fair this enough. duck tail I got in the back of my hair right now? Yeah. That's because uh, one of my roommates cut my hair. He did. He clipped the sides, which took him like two hours total because the clippers kept dying. And then we just cut the top, like taking turns together. And he left this and I have to keep matting it down because I, I started working again. And it looks fucking ridiculous by the end of the day. It just sticks straight up. It's the worst. I did a few snips of my uh, what my side ponytail similar to that girl in Napoleon Dynamite with the side ponytail that she has. <laughs> it's getting long, man. I've got to buzz this thing. I might go with uh, what Casper's getting, just shave the whole thing. Have you ever had a shaved head in your entire life? I have. I uh, shaved my head right as the pandemic was starting. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I've been there. It's cool. What uh, number do you get? Like, do you ever tell them what number you need or do you just say oh i want you know long on the top short on the sides i've never paid someone to buzz my head usually just borrow somebody's clippers or have like a roommate do it or something good uh financial savviness i, I like that that's how i became a millionaire by 29 yeah and that's how you uh are able to get your blue snowball microphone for these zoom meetings and a festiva laundry sponsorship that's how we do <laughs> am i allowed to add a sponsor carl uh yeah uh, white, I mean, to white claw 
We can, sure. Tell us about it. Uh, what was your first sponsor, big break with White Claw? Um, going to the store that's around the corner from my house and realizing they have single cans of it now. Today, that's that's a big break, really. So also, shout out to 3J's Deli. Two more notes I have just on the intro. Can't believe we're uh, crushing this much ground. The uh, broken security camera reminds me of The Wire, the TV show I just finished up on HBO. Good show. And I uh, love the mopping with Tom and how it comes back again in his most recent Atlantic Drift part. Did you guys have any takeaways from the intro? I thought the wire comparison you made was actually really interesting because I watched the wire during early Quar, but obviously haven't seen Boz before finishing the wire. And that's actually an interesting comparison. Yeah. We see the security cameras twice, I think. Uh, But I just know that in the intro, they keep having that clip almost every season where someone's throwing a rock at the security camera in the pit on the wire. Yeah. Something to ponder. We're going to hit the first part of the video, which is Tom Knox. But I always love thinking about this part and referring it to it as TK's part. So that's kind of how I'm going to refer to this part moving forward is TK's part in the aisle video. I uh, have a YouTube comment here from a Dr. Kenneth Noisewater that says Tom Knox, more like Tom Rocks <laughs> from five years ago with the uh, 39 likes. So before we dive into the video talk, I wanted to play a quick game. I mentioned earlier that I had Baker three on the mind. And so I challenge each of you, if Tom had a TK-esque Baker three part, what is a line of dialogue he would drop? And I'll give one as an example. I'm thinking that he would probably drop something to the effect of when you fuck with aisle, that's what you get. So Ted, if you can think of a TK-esque Baker three line that Tom could have said as dialogue for this video, (laughs) what would you pick? So I don't know too much about TK actually, but you know the quote where he has, you know, um, inappro- inappropriate word negotiating contracts. Yeah. You replace the first word with blokes. I feel like that could be something. You know, don't don't be mad at say. me. Be be mad at the bloke negotiating your contract. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, Ted, you're off the hook. Well done. Well played, <laughs> Ian. Let's take it to you. A TK-esque Baker 3 dialogue type of line for Tom Knox. Let's hear it. I thought I had one for a second, and then I realized that I was just thinking of the Stevie Williams rant from the end of the Friends section in my head, and that is not a TK quote. No, nope. but now I'm just I'm just hearing that over and over again. So I'm going to... Can I just say Shalom? Yeah, that works. Yeah, Tom seems like somebody who would be a shalomi, so that's okay. Saying shalom with a British accent. Wonderful. Love it. Uh, Brian, to round out the game, if Tom had a TK-esque Baker 3 part, what is a line of dialogue he would drop? Uh, No money, no cars. Who the fuck you think we are in it? (laughs) I like it. 
That's good. <laughs> Ted, you're new to the pod, so let's hear what you had to say about Tom's part. So the first note that I actually have in Tom's for Tom's part, so the way I did the notes is just like each person's part with a bunch of notes. I wrote crusty spots, but obviously that's a recurring theme for the whole video. Like you never realized how crazy some of these spots would probably be in person just with all the cobblestone. And it looks like all of it's probably like close to original hasn't, you know, probably hasn't been redone a lot with the exception of maybe some of the more like city center clips. And then he has that one uh, kickflip nose Manny on that like pyramid. That was like one trick that I thought was like a really good takeaway. Um, I, I, I really like Tom Knox's stuff. I, I enjoyed this. Um, and then side note, I actually have a pair of those like New Balance high tops. I, I just really, he also skates wedges pretty good. And I mean, not in this part, but I like how they have the one spot where it's uh, like really tiny, like a row of really tiny curbs. And I know in the most recent part of his, he was able to stitch like a lot of lines together with every single one of those uh, like planner curbs. I think, I think in this video, Nick Jensen skates that part a few times and it looks really fun. And it's crazy to see how technical people can get with something as small as that. Yeah. I think I know which part or which it's like, almost exclusively curves like the one tom skates in atlantic drift part his atlantic drift part i think it was um his newest one the one that was like almost 11 minutes long i think he has a yeah. lot of clips at that part which is it looks so much fun and it's crazy just to like he was doing like so like different blunt slides and it was really good hmm. gotta revisit that one some notes I had, we get a flashback to an Ollie Todd Ollie from Static 3 that he does from that bank to bank over that rail in the middle. I thought that uh, the way Tom skates that spot to make it more line-esque is pretty cool. Uh, we have a marathon line with the front blunt, fakey flip, fakey front crooks to regs, back tail, back 180, 50-50, 180. I uh, love the way his feet are off the board pretty much for the one ollie up and then nollie back 180. I think the way his feet are distant from everything's pretty great. Uh, we get one of two big flips for the video in a line. I have some other notes. I mean, this part's solid. The one thing I have before the Nina Simone song is that I got some young Gino vibes when he does the fakey ollie off the curb after a switch back five on that big outledge. Did you guys catch those Gino vibes with the fakey Ollie off the curb? I didn't until right now, but it makes total sense. Yeah, it's a good one. Of course, we're talking about the back three and then Ollie off. Yeah, right. If it's an ode to it, awesome. If not, then I'm, I apologize for the uh, similarity, but I liked it. I really, uh, the second song that they used for Tom's part, I liked and Honestly, looking back, I actually enjoyed a lot of the soundtrack that was used to it. I mean, granted, I did have to watch some of this video on mute due to uh, YouTube removing some of the songs. But the ones mm -hmm. I was able to hear, I really liked. Yeah, this uh, 
rewatch reminded me how much TK loves the two song parts. And there are three parts that he's now had where he has two songs, which I think is pretty wild. He's a two song partner almost every time as of late, uh, which takes us into Tom part two. We get a three down and three up, which is the only one I can think of. And I, uh, in quotes, have the nickname here, Tight Bank Tom. It's kind of a funny nickname, Tight Bank, <laughs> Tight Bank Tom. <laughs> I uh, was a fan of how chill the guy is for his ender in the subway ollie before he runs after him and bros down. That's about it for TK's part. Good way to open up the video. That song gets uh, things moving pretty quickly for the pace. Yeah, I had I had one note for the uh, the subway ollie. It was very reminiscent of uh, Danny Brady's Ender and Fully Flared. Opposite side, but same type of spot, landing into a bank before a drop down a stair set, and then yeah. being followed up by Nick Jensen, who shared the part with uh, Danny Brady. Just made a weird connection in my head. Yeah, yeah. I always wonder if uh, Danny Brady was on aisle. I don't know. For some reason, I just pair the two together. I'm curious how tight Nick Jensen and Danny Brady are in real life, though. But uh, I don't know. I imagine being Palace TM is a little bit more fulfilling. I have such a hard time digesting not just this part, but all of his skating in general. Uh because like I'm I'm sitting here rewatching it again, trying to like make up more notes. And every single clip, there is some sort of there's there is some sort of like quick footedness involved, or he's skating on some bricks that look like they're three thousand years old. It's just there's so much like small technical things going on with every single trick that he's doing, and it's it's overwhelming in a really good way. It I, I it's hard to have notes on him when every single like I could rewatch every single one of these clips and have something to say about each one like oh this looks hard because you know he's ollieing into a fucking brick wall from the 1500s whatever like I don't know it's a great part but I, I don't have much to say about it just be for that alone yeah yeah I feel as if this part doesn't do new balance laces any justice because no it certainly doesn't yeah i feel as if almost all of his lace game is messed up in this part not all of it but like the marathon line his laces are jacked and maybe in some other clips but i think that marathon line really stands out yeah i think at some point he does that like uh that one ledge combo where he does like a back tail and then slides it over his shoelace and then continues to back tail on a ledge like that's got to score you some at least a couple extra points in Tony Hawk Pro Skater or something. Yeah, I might have waxed the ledge a little bit more with the uh, end piece. Let's take it over to Brian. Brian, tell us a little bit about Nick Jensen's part. We catch the subway. We look at some art. What did you think of Nick Jensen's part? It was really enjoyable. I, I love the, the low impact theme that he had going through most of it. To the point where when he uh, he kickflips over a blue bar and then 
the very next clip is a switch flip down a double set. I was kind of like taken aback. They're like, oh yeah, I forgot this guy can, he can jump, but it's not something that I feel like he needs to do because he has such uh, such control and really confidence in his skating. I love the the gap to curb section that he kind of opens his part with. Relatable, but just a little bit. Um, his his jawline is fantastic. Uh, watch his video with my friend the other day, and <laughs> he said uh, his jawline looks like it could whoop my ass. And I <laughs> I enjoyed that very much. Yeah, I he's, think. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, he's he's not a skater I would expect to have switchback nose blunts in his bag of tricks either, but here we are. Yeah, I made a note about the song and I did a little bit of digging into Nick's song that he used, which is True Faith from New Order. I did a little bit of research on the song and Peter Hook recalls that when this song was recorded, it wasn't a really happy period in New Order's life. And in quotes, he said, let's just say it was a bit of a battle for me to get on there at all, apart from in the sense of helping write the song. Musically, we were moving more towards straight dance, and I was keen on keeping the New Order I'd known and loved. So I think in comparison to other New Order songs, this one stands out as more uh, dance-like, you know? I mean, it was in a movie where it's in a dance club. So I think that's an interesting uh, anecdote for the song. It matches the part super well. I uh, also have more trivia here about, again, True Faith, the New Order song. During a live performance in 1993 in Reading, Sumner, one of the group members, replaced the first lines of the second verse with the lyrics, when I was a very small boy, Michael Jackson played with me. Now that we've grown up together, he's playing with my Will E. Pretty uh, bold move. Yeah, bold move for New Order. And this is in 1993, so I think... uh, there might have been some allegations there at that point for Michael Jackson. It's hard to say. I uh, kept count of ollies for this part. Did you have an ollie meter <laughs> go off for this part? Anybody? I was only keeping track of switch varial flips. So no, I, I did not have a number for the ollies. <laughs> I, I think I know the count on switch varial flips if you want to get to it. Um, I'll, I'll chime in with at the end. Um, The one regular stance 360 flip he does, I think flips in such an odd manner, but works so well after the front blunt and the eventual kick flip on the hip. We get a south bank line. We get the second big flip on flat. Uh, I love the editing with regular no slide and then switch stance no slide before the bump to bar. And uh, the one bump to bar that he ollies is at the Camden Town Hall where he got married. And I thought that was pretty cool to get a photo at the place that you got married. Um, unfortunately, Camden Town Hall was under construction as of February 2020. And on Google, it's a little tough to see if the bump's still there, but still pretty cool to get a clip at your uh, place of getting married. And uh, I really like, I think this part in particular really speaks to how well done the b-roll is to accommodate the skating where we get the switch flip double set bail 
and the glass contraption shatters to the ground and then after landing it, it gets picked back up. I feel as if the B-roll really adds to a lot of the clips and spots and maybe tells a little bit of story about the day or the skater a little bit to tie that in. Did you catch those same vibes with the B-roll? There was one that happened. It might be just another vase breaking or something, but earlier in the part, he does a like an ollie over a curb and then does like a backside power slide into a curb. And the second he hits the curb, it cuts to one of those vases dropping and breaking, whatever. I, I, I enjoyed that. I thought the the art direction, whatever you want to call that, was spot on. I liked it. Uh, guesses on the alley count. Ted, how many ollies do you think Nick Jensen did in his part? We're talking just straight ollies, right? Like regular stance. It could be up a curb. It could be over a bump to bar. I'm going to go with 17. Brian, your guess for how many Nick Jensen ollies there are? 22. Ian, finally, your guess. How many ollies do you think Nick Jensen did? I'm going to say 13. Oh, interesting. I counted 19. 19 regular stance ollies. Seems like a lot. I, I echoed off of Brian's point in my notes. Literally the first note that I wrote was, man loves a gap to curb. Um, I noticed that's like the first montage of his part, and I really enjoyed it because it's something that everyone can relate to, but it's one step above to where it's, oh, this is a spot I can skate, but don't think I can do that there. So it's, so it's really enjoyable to watch. Also, um, he has one clip where he does like a nose slide pop over on a ledge, I think. And yeah, that, of side. course, always reminds me of Andrew Allen. I could see that. Yeah, on that uh, brick, almost curved ledge. I like that. It's a fakie. Yeah, yeah. Brian, anything on Nick Jensen's part to report? I had one more comment on his uh, his ender, the switch flip manual. Maybe more of an editing choice than anything else, but I, I really liked that they showed it twice in normal speed, and the second time they didn't slow-mo slow it until he was riding away. Yeah. Felt a little more cinematic and really fit with the vibe of the video. I don't think that would fit in other videos if they edited a trick that same way. And I think the music accommodates it at that point because it's no longer the normal song and it's switched up so they can get away with a little editing um, that's different from the normal part. I got a quick question about South Bank. I know it pops up a couple times throughout this video. Uh, that's the spot that we, we obviously see a lot of in European videos. Uh, just skate videos in general it pops up pretty frequently and i'm wondering why you know park footage in today's day and age in a street skating video is kind of a a no-no does south bank get a pass and if so why it didn't start as a skate park correct it got upgraded to skate park status later in its life yeah it looks as if the long-lived south bank um 
nonprofit organization was founded in 2013, which I think helped it at one point. But it, it did not start as a skate park. It was like a a spot underneath an awning, whatever that is. Is that right? Looks that way. I mean, I don't know what the 70s could have looked like for skating here, but uh, it's, I, I mean, they probably would have just used those banks quite a bit versus all of the ledges and whatnot that's been added. But I think it just naturally has that uh, that architecture that would work for skating in the 70s, being banked and whatnot. I didn't know that. I always thought it was more of a skate park than a spot. So never mind. Let's move into Sylvan Tonelli. Silvio yeah. Dante's part. I'm just going to call him Sil. Um, <laughs> Ian, what were your thoughts on Sil's part? So I don't remember this part at all from my first watch through. I don't know if I just went to the bathroom or something while it was playing, but all of this felt pretty new to me. And I... Like everyone else in the video, he's got a really good eye for spot selection and trick selection, which I appreciate, but this part did the least for me out of all the other parts in the video. I think my my hmm. big takeaway, though, is he's got some great pants. I think he's on Carhartt, right? If he is, that would make perfect sense. But yeah, I would love to know where, where he's getting these pants from so I can get some for myself, hmm. assuming they fit correctly. that it that is literally all i wrote yes <laughs> which is fine i don't want to give this the spanky stay gold um nod because i think this part's pretty rad yeah, I, uh, I, didn't, I don't get confused i i don't think it's a bad part or a, a part you should yeah. skip or anything it just it didn't do much for me personally got it sorry got sylvester it. okay yeah i'm sure he doesn't mind um I will note that this song, Eyes Without a Face, was used in uh, the Georgia video VHS tape for Cole Frazier's part. Digging pretty deep there on the soundtrack, but song has been used, but who cares? I uh, made a note that there was some B-roll on Jenga. Ian, um, Ted, do you have any experience playing Jenga? Are you a Jenga junkie? I've never played Jenga before, but... I actually really like the songs that they used, and I I didn't know that it was used in a skate video before, honestly. Is it the shaky hands that keep you from playing Jenga? Yeah, that I think that would make me uh, not a good contestant, you know? You gotta keep them still, like still. And I feel like every time I saw it was at a bar, so even more of a you know liability there got it you don't want to be that person at the bar no not down the down. jenga tower no got it i uh liked the bike rack roll behind and then blunt side to fakie on the curb i think uh the video does a good job of incorporating any curb action into it and i commend them for that uh pretty well done fakie big spin before a concrete wave I actually had some uh, 5-0 body burial inspiration after watching the one stall he does. And I love how the one guy's holding the flash at South Bank and they use the B-roll 
with these lights on the globe and then it goes on and then off when it goes back to normal lighting. I was a big fan of the <laughs> whoever it is holding the light at South Bank. And on this rewatch, I realized that the B-roll comes correct again because they have B-roll of a broken tape right before the glitchy back lip. Did you guys notice this? The glitchy clip bothered me so much on my first rewatch. And then on the next rewatch, it, it hit me that, oh, that's why they threw that clip in there. All right, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll let it slide. Hmm. I mean, you can't really expect those things to happen or not happen. Anything can happen with this type of uh, technology with the VX. Carl, I think you've uh, you've already gone over a couple of my notes. <laughs> when uh, you mentioned the when you mentioned the bike lock, so the what I did was he does a half cab fifty or like a half cab bonk on that metal bike rack. I thought that was such a really good trick, and I put shout out Fakey Big Spin because of course, if anyone knows me, that's one of my go-tos off the Cecil bump. <laughs> yeah, what'd you think of Sills? Oh, textbook. Better than I could ever do it. I think when they're popped, it's a lovely thing. Yeah. Yeah, he did it very tastefully. I I really liked his part, honestly. I think the song was very good. Um, and then the second song of his part, I obviously could not here due to youtube issues but another note i have is a lot of uh i think right when the second song of his part started he has like a lot of wally grinds and i thought it was kind of like nick's nick jensen's like gap to curb montage which i thought was really enjoyable yeah i wonder if he caught any slack or uh any grief for that movable ramp and people hating on it because he made fake spots the yeah. way Steve Barra gets hated on for his fake spots. Do you think Pontus got hate for doing stuff like that? I feel like, um, I don't know if it was in a full video or it might have been in a It was for that promo Converse for one shoe, of their, right? Yeah, I think it might have been a promo for one of their Converse mm -hmm. collabs where it was like them bringing around like a moving like polar happy sad ramp and, you know, going around New York with that. I wonder if that, they got flack for that. I think that's different because it's just a promotion or a commercial. But uh, I think that the movable ramp works well. I think yeah. the one the one questionable thing, and I'll leave this open to a discussion, is does the varial uh, sorry does the varial flip on flat ruin that switch blunt line? No. No, Ted's saying no. Ian, no. what do you think? Does the variable flip on flat ruin the switch blunt line for you? I think variable flips ruin everything all the time. So, yes. Fakey, nolly, switch, all of them? If you're going to do one, do it nolly, but I'm still not going to. I'm not going to get excited about the nolly variable flip you did in a line. I'd rather you just, just spin it another time. It's not that hard. Brian, what do you think about the varial flip? 
it didn't bother me enough to make a note about it. So it's cool in my book. I think it sends off that one part of the song because I think the song's uh, temperature changes after that. So I think it kind of works just because it's edited the way it's edited. We uh, head towards the end of the part with faking manual into the mountain and switch stance nose manual 180 in Barcelona. And that caps up Sill's part. Anything else from Sill's part to mention? He had the first spot in the video that made me really want to go there and skate it. He does a line where he ollies up onto a bank, wally back feeble stalls, pop out, and then back 180 fakey manny. I don't think I've ever seen that spot before. Uh, it looked really fun. He did a sick line there, something that I would want to try to emulate. Uh, he also had a little bit of a theme going with, I call them popless tricks. He does one line that starts off with a Chinese ollie. Uh, I don't know if we're allowed to say that anymore, but I don't know what else to call it. Nose bonk dolly. Sure, yeah. Uh, he does another. He ollies up a curb and ride on grinds, backs it up a curb, and then front 180s out, and he pops. It almost looks like he pops out. He pops down, which really looked cool to me. And then he has another line where he starts off by kind of Nolly 180ing off of a ledge before doing a cab front nose to drop on it. And again, he doesn't pop the Nolly 180, he just drops off it. I thought it looked really cool and it was a weird, weird theme to have, but I think he pulled it off really well. I think this part's got a lot of theme to it. I don't want to dive into it too much because we're already at the end of it, but uh I think the B-roll works well with it. The editing works well. I like the editing and just how it sounds when he does the one switch Wally 180 before the uh, back 180 wall, wall ride at South Bank. I like how that all sounded. Auditorily pleasing. We hit Paul's part. I think this is the last part that he's gonna have. Um, because I think he's now retired. This is also the last time we saw DBS skated in. <laughs> Am I right, boys? The last time DBS has been skated in? There's no way they'll keep going at this point, right? <laughs> this is their... Everyone uh, knows. Yeah. Uh, yeah, skate park footage doesn't count, and Dave Baczynski footage doesn't count. It's pretty good state footwear and Adidas sponsor me tape they have here. I, was I couldn't tell what he was skating in. Sorry. Carl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's the... Uh, yeah, ID. I didn't know he was on DVF. Yep. Paul and John on that. I mean, some of the shoes that they skate look pretty good. Like, Paul does one line with that front board to manual, and he has this black gray shoe that looks half decent. Do you think you'd be saying that if it was an HD video? Uh, perhaps. Paul's tricks work well. I think he always has a classic style and a trick selection, which is what I'll talk okay. about now. Um, I was curious how small those ledges were that he did back lip and then no slide to 50-50 on. Those things looked rather small. I think he gets a pass, because no slide 50-50 is a 
standout trick anytime it's done. We uh, start to push into John's footage, starting with SF, and we get what could have been the third big flip of the video. Anything to note before uh, the Neil Young song? I've noted um, there was like a, I, I guess it was an SF, but it was a, I noticed it was a really good front board slide he does. It was uh, going downhill and like next to all these houses on one of those giant like white ledges, but it doesn't look too tall, but I noticed the front board was really solid. And then um, I noticed, I think it was his first trick he does um like um a parking barrier like board slide to board slide yeah i like that paul's got it we hit well ted the song that was cut out here was a neil young song are you a fan of neil young um not too much so losing those songs wasn't really i don't think it was a big loss for me yeah, and it made me think about how we hear two Roy Orbison songs and two Neil Young songs in this video. It's kind of interesting. They were both used twice. Um, but anyway, we hit, I don't know, Brian, you're good at these nicknames. What would you call the half or the second half of Paul and John's part? The second half of Paul and John's part would be called John's part. <laughs> Yeah, I think you could call uh, the first half half of the Beatles because you have John and Paul and then the other half, you call it a quarter of the Beatles because it's just John. You know, sticking with the after black theme, could we call it after blueprint? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't the beginning of the part be after blueprint? <laughs> All right, well, then after after blueprint. <laughs> blueprint is long gone at this point by the second song whatever you want Ian the uh, switch back lip and switch kickflip back lip are at the what was known as the Kobo Center in Detroit so here's a little uh, history for you now called the TCF Center it's the 17th largest convention center in the United States built by the city of Detroit it was originally opened in 1960 and named Kobo Hall in honor of former Detroit Mayor Albert E. Kobo. And that's some, some fun information for you there. I like that switch backlip and switch flip backlip. And uh, John slows down and grabs the wall and wiggles that 5-0. I don't know the rest of the lyrics that make that work, but you know what song I'm talking about. Vaz pedal. <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. Slow down, grab the wall, five oh against the wall. Vaz pedal. Vaz pedal. Well done. Anything else on uh, Paul and John? Um, 
I mean, I guess one thing I noticed, and we were talking about this earlier today, Carl, but in this video, you know, between Nick Jensen's part and little did I know Paul was wearing DVSs in this video, but I think this is probably one of the last, you know, videos where we see Euro skaters repping. I mean, I know Paul's not, wasn't in Euro for this video, was he? But we don't really see too many skater-owned brands being represented by the European brands, like kind of after these last couple of years. We'll commend Danny Brady for still being on Lakai, though. Is he still on? Pretty sure. Is he not? Uh, I don't know. I have to look into that. Let me run to the Lakai website. They're doing a March Madness competition for uh, one of their shoes, it looks like. Go on. <laughs> oh wow it looks good? as if danny brady is off that's interesting mm. it's not on the page well considering the way they've stiffed longtime writers in the past maybe he's still on but they just took him off the web page for no reason at all maybe he's on the euro team yeah type in lakai.euroteam.com see what comes up All right, I'll do it myself. I'm going to look into this now. I'm curious. I'll throw a couple of comments out there while you guys are uh, doing your research. Yeah, hit it. John had a, a switch front wall ride on what I always refer to as the, the Ave wall uh, <laughs> for, a, for a trick that I will 100% never do in my life. Uh, that was effortless. Uh, the I made a note of the switch flip, back lip, pull up. Thought that was a really unique way to skate that spot and a trick you really never see in general. Right after that one, he uh, he switch eyes this bump to bump and he just floats on it. Really fun to watch. Also, almost got taken out of my element seeing an American stop sign in one of his lines. Sorry, they switched it on you. All right, so what's our uh, guess for Danny Brady's shoe sponsor now, though? I think I saw Converse just a few clicks ago. Okay. If I had to guess, I'd go Adidas. I'm going to say Action Reboot. Oh, bold. I assume Lucian would have gotten him on uh, Versace or whatever the fuck. Ah, oh, the LV shoes. That's the one, yes. Louis Vuitton Yeah. The used Honda Civic uh, cost of a skate shoe. Decisions were made. I regret nothing. Damn, I'm, I'm done playing this game with Danny Brady and his shoe sponsor. <laughs> no, well, now I have to retract what I said and edit all of this out. I mean, it's no Jenga, that's for sure. I guess not. Let's jump right into Casper's part. I normally skip this part because of the song. Not going to lie. I, uh, I'm a fan of the Smiths and Morrissey's fine, but for some reason this part and this song just don't work for me. So I only have four notes. There's a South bank line to South bank tattoo. 
shout out to Jacob Harris for how he filmed this and having the skater tied into the tricks and spot. Um, good kickflip and slow-mo on the flat gap. I uh, love the line in LA where he's booking it for that long board slide. And it's really a shame I don't have much for this part because I do like his skating, but I just can't deal with the song. What did we think? Yeah, I didn't have too much for this one either. I really like his skating, but I, I probably was the song for this one too, but it didn't really do as much for me as other parts of his might. Um, I noticed he does, I believe it was an impossible up a big set of stairs. If I can confirm that. I enjoyed that a lot. And um, the ender he does at South Bank with the kickflip across the stairs. I thought that was really sick too. Probably like a really interesting way to skate that spot too. I couldn't imagine how much speed you'd need for that. Yeah, I think I've only seen Danny Brady skate that cap because he front 180s it in a static four or five. But to see kickflip on it's pretty wild. Have, yeah, is that have many people skated it that way? I mean, that seems like definitely an interesting approach. Again, only person I can think of is Danny Brady. <laughs> Brian, Ian, anything on Casper's part? I had a couple comments. Um, he's he's built different. He reminds me a lot. <laughs> he reminds me a lot of Nick Stain, uh, and that's a good thing, in my opinion. Uh, um, I I really enjoyed the fifty-fifty pop out on the fallen light pole. That is still the the foundation is still in the ground. Uh, he does a no complied tail slide on flat. Personal favorite trick of mine. Big fan to see it on a, a real spot uh and then kind of piggybacking off of what ted said before uh, opinion piece here where do you guys draw the line between uh an ollie impossible and a three shove how the back foot wraps or doesn't wrap which can be tough to tell sometimes but that's my uh indicator for me, it's how vertical the board is while it's spinning. If, if it spins and it stays completely horizontal, yeah, it's even if your foot stays on it, that's a three shove in my book. Or what their energy drink sponsor is. Oh, true. Yeah. That could be a big deal. Citing factor. Well, which, which energy drinks allow for the best looking impossible? Cause I'm thinking oh, of, like, oh. I'm thinking of Dill. I'm thinking of, uh, if you're on a water brand, you did an impossible. If you're on anything else, you did a 360 shove it. It's funny you say that because the, the opposite of a good impossible that I was just thinking of was Sebo Walker doing them out of front Smiths. And I think he does have a water sponsor. So you mm -hmm. might want to rethink that, Carl. You know, there are always exceptions. <laughs> Fair enough. I feel like... um. Yeah, what I look for would be like the back foot wrapping. And I feel like I was paying attention a little closely on that. I went back to that trick a couple of times and that's why I wrote 
uh, impossible slash 360 shove, a bunch of question marks next to it. <laughs> well, do you have your answer yet for that question? I'm going to go with impossible. I'm going to go with impossible. If, uh, if that causes controversy in the... Uh, Ryan has a screenshot of the three shove on his phone. It does look goofy though with that frame you got. So Brian, I I didn't respond to what when you sent that screenshot to our group chat earlier. I didn't respond because I thought you had actually sent like if you look at the thumbnail for that newest DC video, the like fuck 2021, it's Wes Kramer doing a switch no comply up either the same or a similar looking set of stairs. So I thought you just screen cap that and sent it to us with like no context at all. And I was so like, I had to stare at what you sent for a long time. And I was like, I know I've seen like, this does not look like Wes Kramer, but it also really does. Like, how did he like make his feet do this in the middle of a switch? No comply. It, it just, I spent so long staring at your picture, trying to figure out how it was Wes Kramer that I just like, I probably just like turned my phone off at some point, went about my business. It, it really threw me for a loop. So thanks for that. I appreciate the follow-up. I thought you had just started ghosting me. <laughs> I uh, I just happened to hit pause at that exact moment on my Xbox to make a note, and I wanted to make the note, when does a three-show become an impossible or vice versa? And that, that still frame was so, so ridiculous that I had to pass that one on. It was a good screenshot for sure. And, and that being said, do you, would you call it a three-show? Are you just no? I, I give this one an impossible <laughs> pass. All right. Anything else on Casper's part? I do have one thing to say about Casper's part, and it's not actually about the part at all, but it's about the man. I I don't know when this video came out, but have any of 2015. you? Twenty fifteen. No, 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 not not this video. Not 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 Vaz base. Uh. There is a Casper Brooker welcome to heroin skateboards part. Have any of you seen that? No. He looks like he's about four years old, one foot tall. He's rocking the tightest black pants I've ever seen and riding big pink wheels doing South Bank lines with like Tic Tacs after flip tricks and stuff. It is. I watched that earlier today. And then, you know, like did my my normal rewatch before the podcast. And I, that's all I could think about watching his part. And I know everybody as a little kid, you know, we go through phases and nobody has good style as a kid. But it's just it's really silly to me that we live in a world where Casper Brooker was riding pink wheels and for heroin skateboards at some point. It's 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 an interesting one minute part. I highly recommend you look it up. It's still on YouTube. And he was getting America at one point. I'm now seeing a Welcome to America UK part from 2011. Yeah, I made a note to watch that part after the heroin part, and then I never watched that part, but I am interesting, interested to see what that America part looks like. I do see the Nick Stain similarities. Oh, oh this is interesting. There's another uh, three-shove that we see in this America part, so I'll leave that up to you and the uh, listeners Go and check that out. Let us know what you think. Is it an impossible or a three shove? I think there might be one in the heroin part too. And if it's what I'm thinking it is, it's definitely a three shove. But I'll, I'll let you all do some homework after the 
this is one you got to watch at quarter speed to really take it all <laughs> in, I think. Which is fine. And yes, Brian, definitely some, some Nick Stain physique going on here. In a good way. I do like Casper Brooker's skating in his style. Just want to put that disclaimer in there in case him or any of his friends are listening because I think he could beat me up. <laughs> I just wish that he pushed Switch regular instead of Switch Mongo. Now Switch Mongo. I, I'm a proponent of that. He I just skates so fast. Though. I feel as if that's so dangerous to be skating fast in Switch Mongo. Oh, it's I'm a proponent of Switch Mongo. All right, then. Maybe if I took a day to learn a Switch regular push, I would change that, but we we haven't gotten there yet. Um, Hey, man. Josh Kalis is a great skater. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) But also echoing on um, the next same point, maybe not in this part, but I feel like in other Casper Booker parts, I feel like one of the tricks that Nick Stam will always do like really quick in lines would be just like a big spin, whether it's down something or on flat. And I feel like Casper's equivalent of that would be a switch tray. So I feel like he always does those a lot. I would too, if I could just casually switch tray going at 20 miles an hour. It's a good like stock trick to have to end a line with at all times. Switch tray, Wilshire, and then just switch tray off the curb because you can. Just like Gino. Just like Gino. Shout out to you, Gino, our unofficial sponsor of this episode. Yeah, Gino Steaks in South Philadelphia across from Pat's. That's the Gino we're talking about. These are literally the best cheese sticks in the world. <laughs> And we would be talking about Philip steaks if we were going to really get down to the cheese. Oh, well, politics. well, hold on there. <laughs> <laughs> and that takes us to Chris Jones. Uh, anybody yes. else think this was Chris Jocelyn's part? Which, <laughs> I didn't know who Chris Jones was. I wasn't paying attention to the introduction when it said his name. And I saw CJ and my brain just said it's got to be Chris Jocelyn and his 2015 aisle part. Yeah, it uh, could have easily been misconstrued for Chris Jones they or Chris Jocelyn. They skate kind of the same. One's I mean, regular, one's big. Skate. Yeah. One's on at knees, one gets Nike. One's on an energy drink sponsor, and one probably does drink things throughout the day. <laughs> you're not seeing... I get the impression that, Brian, Ted, you're not seeing the... the, the the parallels that I'm drawing here. My mind is blown. Blown. At which part? Uh, at exactly 27.13 into the video. <laughs> Do tell. Hold on, let me find it. Do we think Chris Jones is anti-vax, though, like Chris Jocelyn, if we're going to go that route? Um. I think I have an educated guest on this. I'm going to say that Chris Jones is vaccinated because he does a lot of volunteer work with Skate Pal, 
which uh, made me like him a bit more than I already do. So I'm going to say CJ is on um, Johnson and Johnson, maybe even Pfizer. Which CJ? Chris Jones. <laughs> so speaking of Johnson and Johnson, do you think he's circumcised or uncircumcised? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that takes us to the credits. He's from Wales. I don't know. Is that a thing in Wales? I'm from Wales. That wasn't a joke. That's just a fact. <laughs> funny. I'm going to mute myself again now. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Chris's part. I, uh, I like how they recap the video before his part starts. It makes you really take in this full, um, fully fledged video, all of the parts. You get a quick recap or B-roll from the uh, previous skaters you saw parts from. I really like that idea. I uh, made a note that switch shove nose grind shove is an underrated trick, and he did it very well on that Philly grinder. I uh, love the sawed off tail to hippie jump. I'm going to say it's a Brandon Beeble nod with nose manual Tenali flip down that set. The uh, fakie tray down the set after switch flip on the pyramid was solid. He makes me want to skate a pair of Janowskis. And I liked the B-roll banana before the slip on the fakie ollie into the mountain. Any notes on Chris Jones um, before black? So it's a sawed off board. So I thought it was, I thought, it, so my theory after rewatching this was it was one that he broke like from skating and was going to do something else at Maybe. that spot. I mean, what it could have been, I don't know, but yeah, I did not know it was sawed off. I mean, I'm just guessing. I just, I don't know. How do you describe a board that's in that condition? Broken. Fair. Circumcised. <laughs> Anything else at on? First, uh, yeah, go. At first, I was really confused when they started recapping everyone's intros and the, and the B roll, and then I, like Ian, had no idea who Chris Jones was. So whether or not it was the intention. When creating this video, this was Chris Jones's introduction part for me. So that was a really cool way to introduce him as, hey, this is the established team that everybody knows and loves. And uh, we also have this this new guy. Give uh, give him a look, why don't you? Yeah, it was nice that they offered up his uh, part for the actual video. I, I should like note that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I too liked that they did it. it um, for a second, it felt like they were going to go to credits. And then all of a sudden it's like, and this guy, and then he gets this hell of a part. I thought that was pretty cool Good way to introduce him. Yeah. I really get confused on his stance around the uh, 24 and 10 mark when he does the backside nose pick and then the nollie cab nose pick. And then the uh, kickflip nose pick. I get really confused with what stance he is there for some reason. 
But anyway, that's just something I noticed uh, as I'm watching this again now. People switch Mongo push. That wouldn't be an issue, Carl. Right, right. And what can you do? I also, I also made a note of that, that Nolly 270, Pivot Fakey, Nolly Cab, Nose Pick. Uh, super rare trick. He did it perfect. Um, is that a BAM trick? Oh, it might be. That's a good question. I know he does them to axle stall a lot. I, I can't remember every single clip he's ever put That's out. That's a lot of balance. I don't know if Bam could afford to put himself on the line like that. Yeah, yeah. Bam's definitely not known for putting himself on the line. He's <laughs> got a good nollie flip. Ted, have you ever skated a pair of Janowskis? Um, yeah, I did. It was actually the first pair of shoes I had when I got into skating, seriously. I mean, they were, they were like a very hurt pair of Janowskis, but nonetheless, they were Janowskis. They were, uh, yeah, all black, and then like the the like upper was leather so like they didn't skate well but it was what i was learning how to ollie in no, that's so that fine like, ian ian learned how to ollie in a pair of etnies cali cuts the white and pink ones you know it i think i actually learned how to ollie wearing some green excels and i never had a pair of those shoes again but <laughs> those excels they were something Weren't they? It's such a shame that when S came back, I was not into the Excel as hard as I was years prior. Agreed. All right. I got a few more notes here. We hit a, a mention to Koi Church, which I did a little bit of research on, which is a small village that sits between Pencode and Bridge End in Wales, bordering with Bridge End Industrial Estate, where many residents are employed. I uh, nicknamed this second portion of the park Chris after church in a similar fashion to um, Jamie after black. <laughs> um, the into the hole slash subway reminds me of Ricky Ayola skating in the Philly underground in Eastern Exposure 3. I was curious on how they planned some of these uh, lines in the subway. They just kind of hope nobody's there when they're switch ollieing down two sets. <laughs> Curious if there were any bales there of uh, people walking up. We then echoing off. Yeah, go ahead. Echoing off of subway lines that also reminded me of uh, Nick Stain and Bronze. I feel like he also has a subway yeah. line there as well. He does. I I didn't think of that until you mentioned it. That's a good nod. Can we just agree that all subway lines from now on are a reference to Ricky's Eastern Exposure Park? Yeah. Should we nickname them something? Like a, a tricky Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Fine with me. All in favor. <laughs> Mute your audio. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone muted. All right. Tricky Ricky is now for a subway line. Not all right. I'm with it. I like that. 
we uh, leave the subway, though. We get an ollie out of a skate park. Is Ender's an ollie, a bump to bar into a bank, which is pretty wild. I uh, love the ride-up filming for the Green Rail 50-50. And I, I, yeah, I don't understand exactly what the uh, message was when all of the parts come off the board, but it looks cool. I think it probably worked well out of premiere thinking that all of the <laughs> skateboard parts fell off after the last ollie. Any notes on Chris after church? I, uh, I, I made a note specifically for the after church part that uh, this, this was the most uh, adrenaline of the whole video. I don't mean that in a, a good or a bad way. It was just something I, I noticed that the the he really kind of went a little gnarlier than most of the the entire runtime of this video had been so far. Also, I had one comment. I think it was uh, pre leaving church, but he uh, he switch heels the stair set. It's it was like a relatively small stair set. I, single digits of stairs at least but there were uh there were the blind bumps both before and after which i didn't notice until like my second or maybe third rewatch which i thought was really impressive and i can't think of another clip of someone else skating a stair set with bumps before and after it yeah that's also some wild uh attention to space detail to knob not only the run up but also the landing and still have the spot be skated. Anything else on Chris Jones after church? I had a note on the under. Um, he does. Was the gap switch Manny Gap? I thought that was really, really crazy. Oh yeah, Definitely. leading into the church after post church yeah. part. Yeah, I thought that was tastefully done. We uh, hit the credits after this video. There's a thanks to a Michael J. Fox, which I thought was interesting. Curious what they're like. Um, I feel as if the Tom Knox back three backsmith 360 wouldn't have helped his part for some reason because it feels too gnarly. Did you guys feel the same way if backsmith 360 from Tom Knox was actually landed and in his part too gnarly for the part? Yeah, almost too much of a traditional banger to fit with his his incredible board control footwork line heavy. Personally, my favorite part of the video. Yeah, shout out TK. Carl, I want to say, I, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that VHS tape out of Atlanta earlier, because this song, which has been used, as we know, in at least four dozen other skate videos, was also used by a certain David Clark out of Atlanta for, I want to say it was like a Quicksilver part or something. I, I believe it's still on YouTube, but... When, when you mentioned Atlanta indirectly earlier, I immediately thought of that. 
I also thought of Elijah Barrel. I thought of Nestor Judkins and every other motherfucker that's used this stupid song. <laughs> yeah, it's been played out quite a bit. It's a great song, though. Sorry for saying that. It is good. I like Roy Orbison. I uh, have fond memories of seeing my one friend Funky do uh, karaoke to Roy Orbison. It's good times. That does sound like a good time. I do also like that they started and ended with Roy Orbison. Thought that was a good touch. I uh, we get some shots of everybody walking away from the camera, and I uh, now think of the video Vaz. A video about long sleeves. Made in 2015, the outro heads us out of the vase. That's all I have for the video. Anything else on the outro? Um, on the topic of multiple songs being used by the same artist, I feel like that happens a lot in this video. Um, are there any videos that come to anybody else's head where they use multiple songs by the same artist multiple times like this video does um fully flared she wants revenge <laughs> no um mr dibs in uh photosynthesis i feel like crooked's done it too before oh yeah either nar nar naughty is like mostly ariel pink songs and then 3D is like half the OCs, or I guess it's 2D. I don't know. But then 3D is also what sounds like the same jazz band for the entire video. Yeah, it's interesting how for uh, Crooked 3D, most of their music was made in-house or just by one person. And then Flip tried it and they made Extremely Sorry. <laughs> and it just worked so well. Uh, sure. I was expecting everyone to laugh when I said that. Sorry. Hey. I mean, you add a laugh track. (laughs) (laughs) My bad. I was muted. Yeah, we're all laughing here. Uh, to the listeners, by the way, we just tried muting ourselves when we're not talking in case any side audio comes in. But maybe we'll counteract this rule moving forward i feel as if there was a lot of stuff we were laughing about but nobody was vocal with it well that or we should each get our own laugh track that we can play whenever we want so when one of us has a zinger we can follow it up right away with and we could like type in please applaud in the chat or something on zoom there are some really ridiculous ways we could get around this while staying muted there you go something out yeah Carl's displaying a laughing emoji with tears coming out of its eyes at the moment. So somebody's laughing at me. Yeah. Any other notes on the outro before we go to the awards? Yeah, a couple notes on the outro. Uh, Aside from the uh, Michael J. Fox, thank you mention. uh, I also caught a thank you to Ryan Gray. Curious if it's the same Ryan Gray from Tilt Mode. Oh, that's a good catch. I wonder. And also, uh, how how terrifying is the thought of a flying vase? You you take a look out your 11th floor apartment window and you just see a, a vase flying by. I'd be gone. 
to be scary. And the Boz is not a BX1000 gutted, right? No, I, I think it was one of the, the last clips they were trying to get uh, a vase over a fence with a, with a double-decker balloon. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on the one where they succeed, it just starts floating towards that apartment building in the background. <laughs> Terrifying. Shall we go to the awards then? Anything else? I do have one, one funny mention that I uh, did some digging on Slap and found and uh i'll actually share it so we can reenact this awesome conversation i'll start this off and then ian you can read right here and then brian you can read the final bit does that sound good <laughs> so from the slap message board on october 24th 2019 bach t asked what if beagle had edited boz Ian, tell us what Botef Dunn said. Sure. It would be called Bucket, and instead of ceramics, would feature various rotating rotisserie items. <laughs> Mylar balloons with each skater's initials would be the same, but he'd pop them with a BB gun out of a van window while somebody shouted something. Which I yeah. fully agree with, but I wish they <laughs> would have ended on something funnier than something. He could have just been shouting Shake John over and over again. Yeah. But, Brian, why don't you wrap it up? The eraser head references will be replaced with sound bites of chicken bone related phrases. Nick Jensen's part will be replaced by Beagle's dog, and it would probably firecracker that double set. Sylvan would skate to 3 6 Mafia. And again, this was all answering what the video could look like if Beagle had edited Vaz. <laughs> I thought it was a good anecdote to uh, throw in. All right, let's uh, get this thing wrapped up. Out of eight hardware pieces, Ted, eight being the best video or a, a very <clears throat> well-rated video, one being not so great. How does Vaz hold up for you out of eight hardware pieces, Ted? I think I'm going to give Vaz a five and a half to a six. Can you elaborate? It was good. It was enjoyable. It wasn't... Um... I don't think I'm going to go back to it too much after this. Why is that? Um, I mean, the music was good, but wasn't, you know, the trick selection was good. I enjoyed the skaters. I might go back to individual parts, but I don't foresee myself watching the whole thing for a while. Um, there's very few videos in their entirety I'll rewatch recently. <laughs> Got it. Brian, how does Vaz hold up for you out of hate hardware pieces? I I gave it a five on my initial review, but that that I got upgraded to a six after two more rewatches. I like this video more the more that I watch it. That said, like I mentioned right in the beginning, I bought this video six years ago and didn't watch it once since. Uh, it, it left a minimal impression on me in the beginning and with such a, a slow burn, um, I'm liking it more, but there's, there's still enough about it where it's never going to be my go-to. Got it. Ian, out of eight hardware pieces, what you got? 
I feel kind of the same as what you just said, Brian. It's never going to be a go-to video for me. But now that I've watched it a whole two times, um, I'm, I'm feeling a little differently after the second watch. I'm going to give it a seven because I think if I were to watch this again in five years, I'm going to appreciate it more. I, I think it's a it, it's an investment of sorts. You know, it, it's something that is going to pre appreciate over time. Is that the right word? Yeah. Like a Pokemon card or a gun. Yep. Appreciation. Not to be confused with depreciation. Right. That's the bad one. Yes. This is going to appreciate over the years. It will positively appreciate. And I, I do think it was a genuinely great video. Everyone everyone had a great part. I know we're about to get there, but I don't think anybody lost. This good video. Would watch again. And I'll probably enjoy it more the third time I watch it 10 years from now. Got it. Um, before I give my review, I would like to give a quick excerpt that I got from an interview, <clears throat> I think with Jacob Harris, um, when asked, how can you explain the reason the video is called Vaz? They respond with, there are quite a lot of ways you could word it. And when asked this question, we tend to just give this dictionary definition of Vaz, that it is a vessel that beautifies its contents. I think Vaz is going to get a seven because... The way the video was edited with the B-roll working with a trick or working with the skater or kind of showing a camaraderie of sorts of skating the same type of uh, areas, I think that really resonated with me. There's nothing flashy about this video. The ground looks rough. The spots look rough. The music works well with the editing. And it's very rare to hear two Roy Orbison songs and two Neil Young songs in the same video. So I'm going to give it seven hardware pieces. It could have been eight if it wasn't for the Morrissey song. But to make up for it, I'm going to do seven hardware pieces and a pint. So seven and a pint. I just want to chime in and say I liked your point about it being a cohesive video with everyone skating a similar style and basically the same spots. That can go very wrong for some teams, but I think... In this case, it worked really well. And shout out to Jacob Harris and Nick Jensen for having a really good grasp on good art direction. It was a, a, a really good looking video at the very least. Yeah, and I think they could have gone real overboard with the art and like given it its own little skits or something, but I'm glad that they didn't. I don't think that they would have done that, but they could have gone overboard with the art pretty easily. But I think every little bit that they put in is well thought out and... Uh, works in every circumstance that it's in which i like 100 emoji ted what do you think has aged the best and this is a bit challenging because this is the most uh current video that we've talked about on the podcast but in your opinion what's aged the best from this 2015 release um i think style whether it's clothing or tricks, um, nothing's really outdated. I feel like even between that time period and now, clothing kits have changed, but I feel like nothing's outdated. Everything's pretty either plain or something that won't go out of style. So what's aged the best? I'm sorry, what did you 
what's age the best? I feel as if you just talked about things <laughs> and um, how there's still things six years later. But, uh, you know, um, let me give an example. Sometimes we've said um, cargo pants aged the best, having fun aged the best. If Dwayne Peters is in the video, we usually just say him. <laughs> so you have some perspective. Uh, Sylvester Stallone's pants in that video. Oh, okay, got it. Brian, what's age uh, the best for you? Uh, overcast clips. I can never get enough of overcast skating. And you don't feel the depression as hard when it's just in the video format, which I like. Valid point. It's as if they're taking the suffering for you of seasonal depression. Ian, what's aged the best about Isle Vaz? I would say the quick footwork of everybody in the video. Never gets old. I would say something similar. The fancy footwork. TK's long lines have aged pretty well. Um, I'm going to say that. Fancy footwork. It's aged well. Ted, who do you think won the video? Oh, uh, you know, our boy, SJ. Uh, Why do you think that? I like the song. It was my favorite song in the video. Um, I enjoyed a lot of his tricks. Um, not that anything in this video is really, like, not age well or is out of style, but I, that part stuck out the most, to me, honestly. I think the song tied it together. If it was any other song, I might have picked someone else, but... It was probably my favorite song used in the video. So I think that one like edged it a little higher for me. Okay. So Sill won the video for you, Ted. Brian, who do you think won the video? Uh, kind of mentioned earlier that it was my favorite part, but Tom Knox. I'm pretty sure this video was my introduction to him as well and was such a precursor to the icon he's become through the uh the atlantic drift series and uh countless reposts on instagram ian who do you think won the video tk any reason in particular he he banged us over the head with the great opening part and uh, copy and paste everything Brian said. Got it. I'm going to third, I would second the notion, but this is the third person that's saying TK won the video. So TK's quick work of a uh, quick footwork goes over super well. The spots are rugged. So we're admiring him for skating stuff. That's tough point blank. Um, the way he throws lines together is very thought out and calculated, but also seems sporadic with uh, anything that could happen in the line. He just runs with it. And I feel as if after this video, he became the dude for London skating and Europe skating. And now he's got a shoe with his name on it. And isn't that the goal nowadays? It's good with Instagram. He's had three parts that are two songs each. I think he's crushing it, not just in this video, but I think on the whole team, I think he's uh, 
He's the trooper. So, Ted, who do you think lost the video? Oh, that is a good question. That's why I asked um, it. I don't think there's anyone I explicitly didn't. Um, I guess I'm going to go with Casper Booker. Why? Not that I like his skating at all. I think it's just the least favorite part of his I've seen, but also it's not like it's bad. It's like, I don't know, like the lead, like not my favorite one I've seen just because I've seen, I don't know, I enjoyed his trust fall part a lot. A lot of his other like random Atlantic drift stuff. This is just like not the one that sticks out to me. Got it. Brian, who lost the video. Again, tough question. Um, I I guess I've by default got to go with Chris Jones. Uh, and and in just the nicest way possible, but if somebody's got to lose, uh, it's it's the guy who starts his part with Neil Young. <laughs> That's all. So would you say that um, Frank Gerwers lost um, the Friends montage of Dying to Live because he opens up to Neil Young? No, there no. there are plenty of other people who can lose Dying to Live. Don't put that on Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask the way that Brian phrased it. A, a fair question. Um, but yeah, get out of here with that shit. <laughs> understood ian who lost the video for you i don't want to say it because i don't think anybody really lost this video but i'm gonna say casper as well just because this is not the part of his that stands out for me essentially what ted just said and he, he's the one that skated to morrissey right correct yeah so there's a loss in itself is it though Sorry, you're not a, you're not a fan of the mozzarella you know, it's weird because I am a big Morrissey fan, but I'm also not a big Morrissey fan. <laughs> you <laughs> we, seem like someone who'd be into the Smiths. Yeah, yeah, you can say that. We can we can talk about it after Black here, but I, I don't I don't want my Morrissey opinions to go live. Let's put it that way. Got it. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and say that whoever decided on Casper's song lost. I don't want to say Casper lost the video because it might have not been him who picked the song, but whoever picked that song in that uh, brief moment of the video, you were losing. I apologize if this was someone that I like, but uh, there we go. Isle Vaz, anything else we need to uh, touch base on, mentioned, note? Uh, well, I, I do have two questions regarding the award that we just gave out. Um, Shoot. Actually, that's a lie. One's not a question. John Wim is my backup answer for who lost, but it's only because I, I love John Wim skating and I wish he got more recognition and showtime or uh, time in the spotlight, if you will. And I love Paul Shire as well, but sharing a part with Paul Shire is not a way to stand out in a, a skate video. Um, and question yeah, I mean, number if, two. If oh, you're also the uh, only American in a video of Euros... That can be challenging. 
That's true. That's true. Um, question number two, Brian, when you gave Chris Jones the loser of the video award, is that the first time we've given that award to someone who had the ender? Definitely the first time I have. Might be a first. Now that I'm thinking about it, I might have given it to Jamie Thomas once. But either way, that took me by surprise. I wasn't expecting anyone to say Chris Jones was going to lose this video. Yeah, that really threw us for a, a loop. Well, uh, if you guys are down, I, I ran a couple numbers. Oh, run them. Let's are you going to read a fucking excerpt crunch. from Wikipedia? <laughs> no excerpts this time. Uh, I'm is, on my work is this going to be a switch burial flip count? <laughs> it is not. It is not. I have I have three counts, one for each of you. And I'll start with you, Carl. Uh, how many Neil song Neil Young songs were in this video? <laughs> in the YouTube version of the video or in the DVD version? Or the in pal the real, version? In the in the pal version. In the pal version. <laughs> Ew. Three. How? Uh Sylvan's second song. Mm-hmm. Paul and John's second song. So I guess John's song. Oh then, my God, uh, you're right. Wow. Chris Jones' song. Wow. That's a bumper. Um, <laughs> uh, Ted, how many double decker buses were in this video? I'm going to go with nine. <laughs> Ooh, super close. There were 10. Although you could say 11 if you count the interior. Because they did have that clip of Tom walking upstairs in the bus. And then my favorite question from the Dying to Live video. Ian, how many handrails were in this video? (laughs) Can you just like, like, give me a hint. Like, give you a hint uh here's the hint i'm i'm using the term handrail very loosely (laughs) okay um so like flat bars are game yeah as long as it's not uh shin high oh that this is tough because tk skates like some that are pretty low but whatever not my question just a thought (laughs) have fun ian yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say five. Oh, man. No, uh, take, taking a loose interpretation of what a handrail is, there were 18. I was pretty close. Close enough. You were approaching. Yeah. Brian, how many switch wow. varial flips were in the video? <laughs> I, um okay yeah switch for flips i think there were two i'm using that term many <laughs> yeah I, I think there were two many switch for flips were there actually two <laughs> if, I guess you I mirror, <laughs> if you mirror sylvans yeah good point I, yeah all right well, you're wrong, Maybe. Brian. It's actually 18. 
Well, yeah, if you if you watch the PAL version, everything's flipped. Yeah, I wonder what the PAL version's like. What if that's the Beagle edited version? <laughs> if it was, then I would have a very different review. Would it be more of a positive review, do you think? No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it would. Beagle would not use three Neil Young songs. He would use three. He'd use six three mafia songs or three of uh, the goat and occasional other songs. Believe that. <laughs> you can follow us on the gram at, at all my skate videos. You can find us on the Gmail at amsvpod at gmail .com. You can send us an email. Of course, to support the pod as we go through season two, leave us a five-star review. Leave us a nice comment. 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 